0: In a world that expects young people to spend all their time wasting time, how do we build a life that matters? How do we find what we are made to do and earn a living while doing it? Join me for a behind-the-scenes look as I document my journey of building a business from literally nothing. I'll be sharing what works, what doesn't, and what I am learning each step along the way, as well as interviewing others who are further along the path, both in life and in business. My name is Isaiah Molston. And this is The Worth Living Life. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Isaiah Mustard, your host. And today on episode seven, I want to share about a topic that I've had a hard time learning, but I've learned over a lot of years. And my headline for today's topic is, who cares what they think? Now, throughout life, I'm sure many of you have the same experiences where as you've you've looked around at relationships or different things you've been a part of, you realize that oftentimes what decides a lot of what you do is based off of what you think other people think about you. Um, As I was thinking through this today and just, just the life lessons I've learned from other people's expectations and basing my worth off of that, I remembered way back to I was probably 12 or 13 years old and I was super excited because our family had gone with our cousins and our aunt, uh, maybe, maybe a couple of aunts. We had gone to this outdoor water park. And it was super exciting because they had this really cool wave pool. And they had um, all these different, like, really like a lazy river and all these different cool water park things that we got to do. But I remember that there was this one spot where they had a couple basketball hoops, one on each side of this pool. And there was these um, kids that were probably about the same age as me or slightly older who were spending all their time jumping off of the side of the pool, doing different spins or um, bringing the ball around in different ways and were dunking it into this basketball hoop. Um, Understand it's probably about like eye level from where they're jumping off. So it wasn't too impressive. But I played a little bit of basketball. You know, we had one by our sidewalk and I wanted to see what that was like because it looked fun. And so I walked over there and asked if I could give it a try. They said, sure, and they threw me the basketball. So I go off to the side of the pool and go running, and I just go jumping straight in, you know, ball in both hands, and stick it through the hoop, splash in the water. And I remember coming back up from underneath the water and looking over at these other kids who are looking at me, and they're kind of scoffing and laughing. And the biggest, um, biggest biggest-headed one of them comes back over to me and takes the ball back out of my hands that I grabbed when I land. And said some words to me that I'm not going to repeat. But it was interesting how that immediately deflated me. And I'm sure a lot of you have probably been bullied a lot more than I have in my life. And probably have even more experience with this. But I remember how much those words hurt. And how a day that had been super exciting and super fun suddenly took a turn to the opposite direction. And I wanted nothing more than to just pack up and get home where I could sit on the couch and sulk. And be by myself. But it's interesting because as I look back through my life, I see so oftentimes so many of my actions and so many of the ways I responded to people wasn't based so much on who I was or what I actually wanted to do, but was based more on what I thought people wanted me to be like. And that was pretty crazy. Because the interesting part is, and I was thinking through this, and and I don't even remember what book I was reading where it talked about it. Um, But the interesting thing is the reason this is important, where we get our worth from, is because if we base our worth off of what other people think for us, we're going to spend our entire life torn between others' expectations of us as compared to God's expectations of us. Let me clarify that a little bit. God put each one of us here on this earth for a reason, and he gave us different unique skills, gifts, and abilities and also different experiences we've each gone through, oftentimes many of them hard. Each one of us has a story of where we've come from and things in our life that were not fun. But looking back, we can see it shaped us into who we are today. But the thing is, if we look at other people's opinions of us instead of God's opinion of us, we'll spend our entire life torn and not doing what we were created to do. Because here's the interesting thing. I heard it said once, and I have never seen it to be otherwise, but we as human beings have a longing for belonging. We were created to be part of community, and we have a need inside of us to be accepted. But the thing is, so many of us, myself included, have spent a lot of our lives looking in the wrong direction for that belonging. Looking in the wrong direction for for acceptation, for being accepted by others. And the interesting thing is oftentimes, people around us, rather than pushing us forward to as far as we can be and encouraging us into growing and finding out why God put us here, what he put us here to do, and helping us do that, oftentimes we have that crab syndrome. If you've ever seen the videos or heard the stories, you know that um, there's a study done, and I've seen videos on this, where they'll put a bunch of crabs into a bucket. Now, each individual crab, if you stuck one crab in a bucket, would be able to crawl his way out of there using his claw, hook up on the top, and pull himself out. But as soon as you put multiple crabs into a bucket, no longer can a crab get out. Because each crab, it's almost like they're saying, if, you can't, if, if, if I can't get out, you can't get out. And if you even try, I'm going to keep pulling you down. You see, the culture around us, oftentimes, whenever any one of us makes steps forward, into doing something good, doing something out of the ordinary, doing something that we feel God has called us to do. Oftentimes, there can be a couple different responses that will pull us back. And one of those can be fear. I've seen it before where there are people in positions who feel threatened when someone tries to excel in something. Because if, if that person is at the top, suddenly their position is being threatened. And so rather than encouraging that person, they do everything they can to tear them down so that they aren't threatened anymore. Other people, it's jealousy. People who are at the same spot you are at or feel like they are. And they say you—they see you making an effort to improve your life or you making an effort to improve yourself, to build your character, to continue growing into the person you were created to be. And that makes them uncomfortable because suddenly they realize that they have no excuse for not doing the same thing. They realized, if he could do it, I could do it. But I really don't want to do it, so I'm going to stop him from doing it. But the third way I've also seen that people will pull us down is oftentimes those who are close to us. And I'm not, don't take me wrong here, I'm not saying to cast aside wisdom and wise counsel. But at the same time, you need to be careful because oftentimes those who love us most will caution us out of doing things Because they fear for our safety or they don't want us to get into trouble or into danger. And so they counsel us away from taking steps forward and out of our comfort zone. But here's the thing. If we take a step back and instead of taking our value and our worth and how we think of ourselves based on what other people think, if we'd instead take a step back and ask what God thinks of us, who he created us to be, what he created us to do, And base it on that instead of what other people think of us, it makes things way better. You know, I I was reminded of this because this isn't something that's come easy to me. I've always been one that wants to fit in with the crowd and to um, have everyone like me. And as such, it's so easy to, instead of just being who I am, to try to fit in and respond how I think other people want me to. But it was an encouragement a few weeks back, um, I'm sure. I'm sure all of you have some amusing experiences with drivers on the road. Um, it's, it's the joke in our family now. Whenever anyone gets, gets crazy on the road, we say, man, that person is so special. And it's turned into a little joke in our family because it's, it's not worth the mental space just to like respond in like manner to people who are just being weird. But anyway, um, our office where it's at has this really weird spot because it's right off of a four-way intersection with a stoplight. And so when we come in and need to turn left into our office, at that spot where it would normally be a left-turn lane in the center between the two driving lanes is actually the coming from the opposite direction to turn at the stoplight. And so if we would turn that what should be a left-turn lane for us, we're actually facing head-on traffic who thinks it's their left-turn lane to turn at the stoplight. And so we have to stop in the driving lane and wait for traffic to clear in order to turn. If it's really thick, sometimes we'll have to drive up and circle back. But most of the time, being it's a small town, we just wait in the left lane for the one or two cars and then take our turn. Well, a few weeks back, I had a driver who got behind me, um, came through the stoplight. And as I'm sitting waiting to turn, he goes really fast right around the right side of me onto the shoulder. And my windows were open so I could hear him yelling. He said, use the turn lane and then all sorts of other stuff as he's driving past. And for a moment, I started to feel really bad and started to get angry inside because I'm like, can he see? Like, I can't use that turn lane. But then suddenly it clicked and I remembered that I couldn't let myself get upset and I couldn't base how I was feeling and my value as a person off of what that person was thinking and how he responded to a situation. Because oftentimes that could be another case is someone just simply misunderstands our intentions and as such reacts to us and so instead of us reacting negatively to that, we should flip to the other side and go back to what God thinks of us and base our worth off of that. So here's a couple tips I've found and a couple things that have helped in my life to encourage a, a positive view of me. You know, not, not one of these self-puffed up, inflated, like, you know, I'm the greatest person in the world thing. No, but a, a view of realizing my worth as someone who's created by God. And that is, Um, a couple of things that have really helped is to surround myself with good friends. There's a saying out there that you will become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I found that to be interesting. And some people will even take it to the extent of saying, you know, the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the amount of money you make at your job is going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But it's also true of how you view yourself And what you think of yourself will come from those five closest friends. So that was number one thing that's helped me a lot. The second thing that's helped me a lot was to give myself permission to be me. To give myself permission to be me. Oftentimes, I would get stuck in that that mindset of trying to figure out what somebody wanted me to be and then try to be that rather than taking a step back and saying, this is who God created me to be. And simply to have confidence and to step forward and to respond how Isaiah would respond. And that simple, that giving myself permission to stop caring about what other people thought about me and to simply start living life was so freeing and so amazing. Because one thing I realized is a lot of people aren't thinking about me as much as I thought they were at one time. And and so why would I sit here and try to think through what they're thinking about me to try to make them think good thoughts about me instead of just saying, you know what, who cares? Who cares? Yes, be ethical. Yes, live a good life. But don't worry so much about what other people think about who I am. But the third thing that really helped out was to seek godly counsel from others. To find those mentors, those people who are further along the path, and then to listen to their advice and counsel. You know, a lot of times it was, it was just sitting down with my parents and saying, okay, I totally screwed it up. What's, wh- how can I do it better? And listening to people who had my best interest at heart and who are firmly rooted and grounded and to listen to their critiques rather than those of everybody else who had an opinion. And it's interesting, you know, s- some of us spend more time in front of people than others. Um, but our family for quite a few years has played music um, together as a group. And so whenever you're in front, it's funny because um, it's like whenever you put yourself out, it becomes everyone's permission to come and give you advice, which oftentimes a lot of it is good advice. But sometimes you get those ones that are just weird, and you're like, okay, is that like, like whoa, am, did I really do that? And, and, and it starts making you question things. But finding those people you trust, to ask them, to give feedback, if you truly are screwing something up, then you can make those changes. But those are the three things that helped me the most, was surrounding myself with good friends, giving myself permission to really be me, and to seek godly wisdom and counsel for those times where I felt I might be off on something. So here's, here's a question I started thinking through. I was like, what would it be like, you know, what are the possibilities of life if each one of us, instead of basing our thoughts off of ourselves, based it off of what God thought about us or what God called us to do? What would that look like? Like how much further could each one of us push if we could quit caring about what everybody else thought about us and only cared about what God thought about us and what he called us to? And I realized that would be such a cool thing. But oftentimes that comes from that place of community, surrounding yourself with good friends and that pause environment to push yourself forward. But here's something I was thinking through. If you listen to a couple podcasts back, I was talking about procrastination. And I talked about the root of a lot of procrastination was fear. And I talked about the opposite of fear being faith. But I was thinking through that a little deeper today. And I realized that I think there might be another opposite of fear. And that is, we read in scriptures, that perfect love casts out fear. And so when I stopped and took a step back and realized probably one of the biggest things that changed my perspective and allowed me to be confident in just being me, yes, those, those three things I mentioned earlier were a huge part of it. But more so than that was understanding God's love for me. And for anyone listening to this, that will be the same for you. And um, we've all heard and we all know John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved this world so much. And he loved each one of us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son to redeem us from our sin. And if we're worth that much to God, and God thinks um, enough of us, he created us to be in a relationship with him, but he loves us enough to send his son to die for us, why in the world would we care what other people think about us? And as other people try to pull us back down in that bucket and try to keep us in bad habits and keep us from pursuing good habits, why in the world would we listen to them? Another one of my favorite verses is when we go to the end of John, where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. When we read that and we see how much love God had for his disciples. We're talking about, Jesus says, As much as God loves me, I have loved you. Continue you in that. So as I wrap up today's podcast, I just want to encourage you guys. Instead of looking around to the world and what the world thinks of us and stooping down to their level, instead look up to what God thinks of us, what he has called us to. Look at those unique gifts and talents and experiences he's given you And know that he loves you enough that he sent his son to die for you. And step forward in confidence on that. Knowing that God having created us and loves us will give us a confidence and we can take our value and worth from him instead of from others around us. Thanks for tuning in guys and I'll see you on the next podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe. If you'd like to connect, head on over to Instagram or Facebook. Remember, this life you are living is worth it. Until next time, this is your friend, Isaiah Malstead.